0: Welcome back to the Florida History Podcast. I'm Carter Krishnire.
1: And I'm Robert Bucciolato.
0: And this week, Robert, we're going to talk about a topic that is a Florida history topic, but is also a current events topic. So this makes it a little different than a lot of what we do. Obviously, Watergate feels like it's a uh, current event because we're hearing so much about Watergate. But in fact, the podcast we recorded for last week uh, is uh, a commemoration of what happened 50 years ago. Um, Something that happened just before that was Disney World coming to Florida. And yes, we have done multiple podcasts on Disney. But um, as I'm sure all of our listeners know, Uh, The special taxing district, which was created in 1967 by the legislature and by Governor Kirk at the time, um, the Reedy Creek Improvement District, um, has now been effectively sunsetted by the legislature acting at the behest of Governor DeSantis. So, Robert, I want to go through that special taxing district today, the history of the formation, and really what the impacts of this special taxing district are. And I know um, politically... It's a little bit of a role reversal because for many years, progressives in this state wanted the special taxing district, the special taxing status removed from Disney. And in fact, um, it's one of the first things I got hit with in Florida politics as I got involved in the mid-1990s was uh, people on the left saying that this was the biggest uh, uh, fraud in the state and we were losing out on all this tax money. Um, like many th- political issues, contemporary issues, believe it or not, uh, if you're very ideological and listening, uh, you may not realize that a lot of things that the Democrats were for 30 years ago, the Republicans are now for and a lot of the things the Republicans were for 30 years ago, the Democrats are now for. There is no uh, in spite of the media characterizing one party as a party of the left and the other a party of the right. I think in this day and age, there is little ideological consistency between the two parties, other than the fact that they oppose one another um, for for performative uh, reasons, uh, mostly. So, um, we this is where we are, Robert, today in 2022. Governor DeSantis um, has decided to 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 make war on uh, the Disney Company and the special taxing district. Um, has been removed effective in 2023 by legislation. So let's um, let's talk about the creation of of the special taxing district uh, first and foremost. And you are, um, currently writing a book on Disney and 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 um, writing some features for us at the Florida Squeeze on uh, on this situation. Um, after the success of Disneyland in in Orange County, California, in Anaheim, California, uh, Walt Disney looked to develop a second park. Uh, here in uh, Florida, and um, he did not like the fact that you had all these kind of tin can, cheap tourist traps that surround the Disneyland in Anaheim. And if you've ever been to Orange County, California, most of those are still there. So I think Walt, you know, there were all these ideas for different amusement parks and Epcot and everything, but part of his motivation, Robert, in my opinion, historically, has always been to stop that tackiness from springing up around Disney World. So he needed a lot of land to do that and uh, enter this idea of a special taxing district.
1: Yeah, so uh, to to add off to what you were saying, um,
0: Disneyland was only about 500, I'm assuming uh, 500
1: acres. So, um, you know, the entirety of the structure when it came out could fit in the you know, a section of the parking lot of Disney World. And um, basically the, the Walt Disney Company had been looking, they had been scouting the, the country for uh, places that would be, uh, you know, a, a prime location to, you know, snatch up really, you know, about 40 miles of undeveloped land which is, I mean, essentially what it would amount to. I mean, it was a a really insane undertaking, but the idea was that it would grow, it would develop, um, it would lead to a huge infrastructure for these uh, potential parks. And really what Walt was wanting to do was he was wanting to do something that was probably his most ambitious idea and something that ended up not ever happening, but was to basically do a um city of tomorrow in a way a, a you know real honest to god city that would be based on the walt disney concept of um you know renewable living and all of all of the basic ideas that he was becoming obsessed with from um not only uh the development of the world showcase which would go into um Epcot, but uh, a lot of the stuff that he was picking up from the 1964 uh, World's Fair. So uh, eventually, they basically um, all agreed, after you know lots of scouting, that you know okay, the place is Florida, and Florida uh, was very happy to have Walt Disney come over here. They really wanted this to to kind of you know vitalize the State Um, At this time um, There was really not A whole lot of development Not a a whole lot of uh, big cities That was in this part Of Florida So there was really a lot that they could Kind of snatch up Um, As we had talked about on the show um, Before There was a real fear By Walt Disney That the moment that there would be um, Any acknowledgement that this was happening, that there would be a price, a land boom. And so um, they had actually been buying up through uh, little tiny shell companies, uh, lots of land ahead of time anyway, before uh, they even approached and after they approached the state government about this. Uh, but but essentially this is a, um, like you said, it's a special taxing district. Um, it is on the land of the walt disney resort it takes up a little over 39 square miles it is um really right right outside of osceola and orange counties um bay lake 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 buena vista and a whole lot of unincorporated uh, land is basically owned by Walt Disney and a namesake company, uh, this was something that had been basically kind of going through the legislative pipeline, starting in you know 1965, 1966, and then Walt died, and um, there was even some fear that um, you know the development would maybe stop a little bit and. So that really kind of made this the new Republican governor, Claude Kirk, and um, you know both both houses of the legislature really pushed this through. Um, so the result is, and it's been criticized the entire time, um, but the result is that you have this sort of. Um, You know, uh, almost this little uh, Switzerland in the middle of Disney uh, of excuse me of Florida that has its own um, governmental body. It's not subject to constraints of the state. Um, It is uh, a place that is sort of a a, you know designed as a test bed of different forms of. Community planning, things of that nature. The upkeep is extraordinary. It's all provided um, for the most part by, uh, you know, the Walt Disney Company. Or they're very stringent on the rules about what the upkeep was supposed to to
0: undertake. Um, and it's really been something that uh, a lot of Florida legislators, from time to time, have thought that it was a real cost burden on the state of Florida. Right. And uh, one of the things that I guess was not talked about very often, Robert, in uh, some of the discussion I had been having about uh, Reedy Creek Improvement District going back to the mid 90s was that it actually took the burden off of Orange and Osceola County taxpayers because they didn't have to pay for Disney's upkeep. Now, the way people in Orange in particular, more, even more than Osceola looked at it, was that um, we, we in Orange County were not getting the benefits of whatever revenue was raised by Disney. Um, but there's some other aspects that I think have become uh, more apparent uh, in the 1990s and in the 2000s, which have been, uh, one, uh, that you have uh, uh, the ability um, uh, to create a town. Now, Walt Disney, as we've talked about in the previous podcast, we're not going to rehash it today, wanted to build a town, uh, Epcot, which ended up being not built. An amusement park got built instead called Epcot. Uh, but his town very much kind of became what is now Celebration, even though it doesn't have all of the kind of futuristic aspects. I was just looking at the renderings that Walt had for Epcot uh, in the mid-60s uh, a couple of weeks ago. Super cool. Maybe we'll do another a uh, total another show on that but uh celebration gets incorporated and um in 1994 1995 sometime around then uh, I first visited it in, in, in uh uh soon thereafter and um the the supreme court of florida at the time said it didn't violate any uh, thing in the florida constitution did not re, the reedy creek improvement district continued to be um very much legal uh and um um and, you know, in, and it's very legal for Disney to be completely in control of the district. It's not a district that, where you have to have elected reps uh, by, uh, by, by residents or you need to have um, the state appoint people, right? Which I think has been later argued yeah. by Ron DeSantis. Another point I want to make before we get to the current situation um, is that um, for many, many years, Disney has done better – with environmental protection. In fact, keeping Reedy Creek, which is one of the headwaters of the Everglades ecosystem and also Bonnet Creek runs through Disney property. Shingle Creek is nearby. Right. These are all headwaters that flow into the Kissimmee River Basin, which had been uh, destroyed by the Army Corps of Engineers uh, in, in the 40s and 50s and uh, has not really been properly completely restored. Uh, and then, of course, we know the situation in Lake Okeechobee and the Everglades further south. Uh, there are people associated with Disney um, that have argued Uh, to me for many years that, hey, we As a pseudo-governmental entity with RCID, our our improvement district, which is like any other special taxing district they argue in the state, like your your water control board or whatever, wherever you live. Um, We've done more to keep that ecosystem clean and make sure discharge and pollutants don't get into the Everglades ecosystem than the water management districts have. We've done better than than the counties have, Orange and Osceola and Polk in, in that area, so... Uh, and they've also donated areas uh, that, we've, that we've discussed at, at the Florida Squeeze website and on our YouTube page uh, that the Nature Conservancy um, manages in Osceola and Polk that are directly along Reedy Creek and, and feed the uh, feed the Everglades. So. Um, that's the those two pieces now have come into play the environmental protection piece, Robert, and the celebration governance piece which the Supreme Court has found perfectly legal that they can govern that town as part of their district
1: and and really just to I mean just to give people an idea of just how audacious this plan was before we get started. Um, I have here a list of some of the services that uh, were put under control of of Disney by this plan um, that was signed by Claude Kirk in 1967, um, basically creating this Improvement Act. Uh, the Florida statute not only created and established two different cities, Bay Lake and City of Reddy Creek, which became Lake Bonavista Vista, but they gave Disney uh, essentially land use, planning, building codes, surface water control, drainage, waste treatment, utilities, roads, bridges emergency medical centers and environmental uh, services over the entire district. Basically, the only thing Disney had to do was they had to pay county and state taxes, uh, property taxes, and they had to agree to do elevation inspections. Other than that, uh, we're talking almost total autonomy from Disney.
0: Yeah, let me also um, uh Talk about Reddy Creek uh, before we move on. So Reddy Creek itself is a waterway. I mentioned that earlier. It flows through Disney property. Flows through now the the, the town of Poinciana or the um, the development of Poinciana, which was first planned in the 1970s and has really exploded in size into 2010s. Uh, now into 2022 as we record this, um, but Disney. By giving that land to the nature conservancy I talked about earlier, and then having the rest of the creek um, in Ready Creek in the Ready Creek Improvement District, only a small portion of it flows through Point Siena, which is developed and, and there has been the usual negative effects on waterways in Florida that we see from human development. I would argue at this point, Ready Creek. Um, It's flow drainage and distribution and destination like every stream in Florida, particularly in the southern half of the state, has been altered in some way by human development and and, and over usage and and alterations. But I would argue it's probably flowing in a more natural state than a lot of the other creeks and waterways uh, from Orlando south all the way to Miami. So um, I do think – Ironically enough, uh, you know, we can we can quibble about about Disney, the impact on taxpayers, et cetera. But I do think, in terms of Reddy Creek, which is what the district is named for, Disney has, from my estimation, done a very good job of protecting that body of water. So, so oh, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Oh no, as I say, so uh, I mean, a lot of what really has led to. Um, the issue that we find ourselves where they're they're really trying and and um, are probably going to succeed in abolishing this district began in um early 1990 when um they they basically um ready creek applied for um tax-free state bonds which they were basically going to um they had plans to build low income housing. And, uh, you know, Disney was was getting, you know, millions and millions of dollars to do this. And um, at first, uh, one Republican uh, gubernatorial candidate commented on um, the you know the frustrating nature of all of these perks, and now they're applying for you know tens of millions of dollars to do you know low income government housing, and and that it was beginning to seem as though they were you know sort of overstepping and, and kind of uh, going into um, you know really becoming their their own little community. the The reality was was that they were getting ready to build celebration Um, and so they you know they were getting the land ready and things of that nature and and they were trying to uh, basically just you know try and provide some low-income housing within celebration but that was what led the first real um, open hostility by modern republicans to uh, limit not only their abilities to do, you know, these kind of purchases and, and applications for, for state bonds, but really even to look into uh, the removal of their stature. And um, it's been building ever since until really now our current governor's time period.
0: Yeah, and, and so this was... Never a very partisan issue. So you mentioned Governor Kirk in 1967, signs signs the bill creating the the, the, uh, special district, Reddy Creek Improvement District, uh, passed overwhelmingly by a democratic legislature, an overwhelmingly democratic legislature, 1970s and 1980s. We talked about Reuben Askew, uh, Bob Graham, two democratic governors, very, very um, much invested in Disney and Disney's growth. Uh, We've done a whole podcast on Graham and Disney, right, in in the past. Martinez continues it as a Republican governor. Uh, then 1990, Rotten Childs comes in, continues it. You have the Democrats lose control of the legislature in the 1990s. The Republicans come in and are still very favorable to Disney. There are some, there are some people who aren't like, like you've just articulated in the Republican Party, as I articulated earlier in the Democratic Party. There was a very anti-Disney bent that was developing, particularly among Democrats uh, and more progressive Democrats, I would say, not necessarily mainstream Democrats, but progressive Democrats from Central Florida in the late 1990s and into the 2000s. And as the Democrats lost power in the state, but gained power in Bo- in, in in Orange County, Orange County was a Republican county, by the way, before uh, the year 2000, one, one of the most Republican large counties in the country. Uh, and it flipped very quickly. And it's now uh, the second most Democratic large county in Florida behind Broward. But it was always a very Republican county governed by Republicans. Um, there was some pushback and some hostility toward Disney, uh, even then from some local Republicans um, in, in Orange County. But there was never really the thought that I I think there were things that the thought thought process among these Democrats and then some of the Republicans who were um, unhappy were, was Robert we're going to put some restrictions. We want to do, do something to revise how R.C., ID uh, governance, you know, maybe put some uh, restrictions. Maybe force a, a state appointee or an Orange and Osceola County appointee on the board. Should mention Osceola County uh, is a is a very democratic county, but it's gone from uh, being kind of your your Dixie crack Democrats when Osceola County had uh, only 25,000 residents when Walt Disney World opened in 1971 to now uh, being a very kind of progressive democratic county. A classic urban county now, with uh, about three hundred eighty thousand residents. So, so the place has exploded in population. Um, Well, I do some quick math. What's that? That's uh, increased by fifteen times uh, since Disney opened. Um, But again, those politicians in Osceola County, Robert, they didn't want to necessarily abolish the Reddy Creek Improvement District and be responsible for governing it. They thought, okay, maybe we should have a board appointee. Maybe we should have some influence on the governance structure. Maybe we should be in a position where um, we are able to um, to have some sort of uh, influence on the building codes and have some uh, influence on the utilities, etc. cetera. Um, but there was never this talk of removing the, ta- the status completely uh, seriously, until it suddenly happened because of Governor DeSantis and 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 uh, specific Florida legislators like uh, like uh, Randy Fine, Republican from uh, from from Brevard County, and Spencer Roach, Republican from uh, Lee County, from the Fort Myers area, and they did it. I mean, so we we've had these conversations for, and I'm not always, and I'm I'm, I'm going to get get my ideology and my view in here. I've felt like there should be some sort of Push back on Disney. I do not feel like they should have this complete total autonomy to operate uh, as sort of this semi-autonomous state within the state of Florida. like You know, the same kind of status that um, maybe Native American tribes have in, in, in some places. But I have never contemplated the idea of uh, sunsetting the district and doing it so quickly. Suddenly, Robert, in 2022 this happens and they don't even debate it. They don't even look at the ramifications of it. So let's talk about some of these things. A bonds. You just mentioned bonds. Um, what happens with the bonds? Uh, that that's a big, big question.
1: Well, I, and you know, I mean, I, I, I think we kind of took some, some pa- pains early on in this to kind of stress, um, j- just the absolute, um, unprecedented nature of the amount of, uh, you know, responsibility they were willing to give, uh, Disney as, you know, any perks to really get them there. And that, um, you know, yeah, I think, I think we both agree that, um, it, it's not really, um, it, it's not really, um, you know, uncalled for to, um, you know, to really question that and criticize that, I think a lot of people do about about certain things and, and certain controls that Disney have over it that uh, would never be granted to another company. Um, however, and I, I think the, the real thing that, that scares me... And
0: oh, and I should point out, oh, sorry, yeah. Robert, before I forget, Disney does pay property taxes in Orange and Osceola County in spite of what has been... Um, Implied by some of the people in favor of this, so there would be no increase in taxes, tax revenue for either of those two counties. Yet they are ostensibly going to be on the hook to do to administer the place. So continue. Yeah, no, that um, that is something that is a a huge misconception. People assume that Disney pays no property taxes, which I think um, that is and that is something that people that are
1: um, anti this district had been pushing for a long time. That is not a reality at all. They, they do pay property taxes, they do pay county taxes. What this basically did was it gave Disney the, the power to um, really more than anything to control the utilities and the water. I think that was really what they were after more than anything.
0: Um, and as I pointed out with controlling the water, they have done, I would argue, a better job at, um, if you look at it just from a purely environmental and 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 preserv- land preservation perspective, then either of the two counties would have done. So c- continue.
1: But but the the thing that I think most people are scared about and most people are worried about is the fact that there's really no plan in place for what would happen after this is dissolved. And um the governor and party of the legislature have indicated that by dissolving this district um, the 1 billion dollars potentially in bond liabilities would not go to the Florida taxpayers of that district Um, that's going to be kind of sticky to figure out how that's possible Um, but, but on top of that um you know disney is still protected by a lot of the deals that they had signed in you know 1966 and 67 so you know florida is going to be on the hook to maintain that area at the level of you know of what disney was doing cuz you know keep in mind th- this is an entertainment company With extraordinary access to law, and 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 I I promise you, um, this is not going to be a a quick and painless and cheap divorce for the state of Florida. Um, You know, they this is this is going to be a very painful and costly process, and Disney's going to ensure that because they are very well protected for an eventuality of this nature. And we as a state, um, we, are, we are, have a, a lot
0: of, um, of, you know, potential collateral damage that could come into this due to um, just how quick and sudden we're pulling the plug on this. Yeah. And so, so some of the criticisms I had of the district in the past, I'll, I'll articulate them uh, since, as I said, I, I've had a very kind of nuanced view on this, but never thought that we would see a full repeal of the district. So one, one of the criticisms, Robert, I had was I felt like the building codes um, were probably not. To the uh, Dade County standard, which, by the Dade County standard, we mean the state, the count, uh, the standard implemented in South Florida, Dade and Broward specifically, a uh, first in Dade after Hurricane Andrew, which now is kind of the norm for the state. I, my view is, and Disney up, it updates their building codes every uh, now and then, but my understanding is they're less stringent than uh, even maybe the building codes in um, in. Orange and Osceola County. And my other big criticism was that they, Disney maintained uh, State Roads and, um, and uh, US Highway 192, uh, Interstate 4, these pass through D- Disney property, and Disney is in control of the maintenance of those roads within the Disney property. Uh, state Road 536, I think, also passes through um, um, Disney property, maybe it does. I think it does eclipse it. Uh, County Road 535 certainly does. So um, I I, I felt like, okay, road maintenance should be left to the counties um, and the state in those cases because there's a certain standard that you have to meet, published standard, particularly for the interstate and U.S. highways. Um, But... You know, you could argue Disney has done a better job and they, they they deal with construction projects and do it in a more timely fashion than the county and state does. So I this was a criticism I've had since the 90s saying, well, these two things should be turned over uh, to the state or to the counties. And uh, I still feel that way on the building codes. But on the highways, I've actually come around to the point of view, Robert, that maybe Disney actually does a better job with those roads uh, because they want it to look very tidy. Um, that's part of Disney's image. So... Um, assuming all of this reverts to the state, what sort of chaos could we see on uh, July 1st, 2023, which is when uh, uh, this, af- this will go into effect? Because as of now, they have sunset in the district, and the state uh, will assume uh, control, and also that means liability, and all the liabilities um, in, in 2023 My hope had been that now that we have a year to to, to implement these changes, cooler heads will prevail. There'll be a fiscal impact study. There will be some deliberation and scaling back of it. However, as we record this now, two months after this legislation has been signed into law by the governor with great fanfare and with Uh, great fandom among uh uh the the media around the country you know the conservative media cheered desantis on the um the uh, non-conservative media sort of seemed to take disney's side in this um there doesn't seem to be any reflection it it seems like it's going forward full steam ahead
1: well and you know and I, i think a lot of the reason for that cheering was because um they they saw this as sort of a retaliation for disney's um recent stance on uh the the very controversial uh state law um that that's being called the the don't say gay law and that they're they're thinking that um this is and you know members of democratic members of the the florida house have said that this is a retaliation from um you know, Disney saying that, you know, they didn't agree with this, that, you know, they they would continue to operate their company their way and, and all of that. So um, I, I mean, it, it really depends on um, where you stand politically, whether you think that um, the, the current majority in the legislature and the current governor are capable of that sort of reckless and <laughs> vindictive um, nature or not. Um, but as far as where it can go from here, um, the the simple fact is, and, and you know, I've, I've had to study this way too much in my life because like you said, I'm writing a book. Um, I, I really, I don't know how the state of Florida is honestly going to be able to do it because by sunsetting it, we're kind of in a contract clause that we set up with Disney. And, um, I mean, the, the, the modern statutes for, for this type of thing have been on the books and, and were approved by the U S Supreme court over a hundred years ago. And, uh, I mean, basically, uh, a state cannot really relinquish or renege on a contract that involves bonds and so um now that being said we're living in a time period where a lot of uh constitutional norms a lot of governmental norms a lot of institutional norms are being um trimmed or removed or frankly ignored so um you know, that, that can open the possibility that, yeah, they, they do pull this off. Um, if they do, um, you know, dear, dear listener, if you, if you haven't already contemplated it, um, it's time you should. It's something that, you know, both of your hosts here on this show have already talked about and, and been expecting it, but um, expect Disney to start curtailing its development.
0: Yeah, and and they've
1: them to, to stop developing. They,
0: they've already uh, uh, decided the two thousand jobs that were going to be moved not into the Ready Creek Improvement District, but moved from Anaheim to um, to um, Lake Nona, which is uh, actually in Orange County. It's near Orlando International Airport. It will not take place in twenty twenty two as planned and is now on hold till twenty twenty six, which I think is a way of punting until this is resolved. Um, Yes, I think they will curtail their development and their investment in Florida. I made made this uh, because for for a living, I I critique media and I'm in the media business. Uh, Disney is a very big media company now. They're less reliant on the amusement park business uh, than in the past. Um, Robert, I do want to leave us with this one uh, 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 Supreme Court decision uh, based on what you just said. and You're absolutely right. Uh, according to Law and Crime magazine, uh, their issue uh, of April 27th, 2022, um, they say the Supreme Court has ruled um, once a local government issues a bond based on a- authorized taxing power, which is what Disney has with Ready Creek, the state is contract bound and cannot elib- eliminate the taxing power supporting the bond. Which would be the bonds issued by Ready Creek, which are, um, if they were dissolved and went to the state, it would be over a billion. Uh, in bond liabilities to the state of Florida. So that's where we stand, Robert. Uh, you and I are going to continue to, to cover this. Uh, check out the thefloridasqueeze.com. Uh, and you've you're got some uh, articles there uh, on this. And uh, you're writing a book on Disney. And, uh, and we'll, we'll uh, update this as, as needed. We might be doing this again in a few months. <laughs> Thank you once again to all our listeners for listening. And we will be back with you next week.